everyone and welcome back to Dating in College. I'm your host Sophie Camo. So my guest on today's podcast is Amy Lettingham. She is a master certified relationship coach. Her greatest accomplishments come from seeing her clients find lasting love, get married, and create their own family. Her dedication has led Amy to be named one of LA's best dating coaches by Dating Advice and featured in a variety of media outlets including CBS News and Fox 5 News. Grab her free ebook, Five Dating Traps Keeping You Single, at amythedatingcoach.com. So, thank you for being here today with me, Amy. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> so, I know, just like a little disclaimer to everyone listening, um, coronavirus has taken over the world. So, originally, um, a lot of my interviews are going to be in person, but now a lot of them are going to be over the phone, and I'm trying to make it work as best as I can. Um, it's not ideal, but you know, we're making it work and I'm really thankful for Amy and all the other people who still agreed to be interviewed with, um, and do this for me. Cause it's, you know, I'm, I'm just really thankful. So I wanted to throw that out there. And now, um, I want to ask Amy my first question, which is, we spoke the other day a little bit about this, but can you explain what mindful dating is? Yeah, I would, uh, start with it being a conscious choice, right? I think when we date, a lot of us kind of wing it. We go by less chemistry, and then we mix it up and think that it's love. And so mindful dating is really slowing down, being intentional, conscious about each choice you make, and not letting those hormones kind of get in the way, but more so driving it based on your core values and um, you know your deal breakers in a relationship, making sure those are met before you even get committed. So to me, that is being mindful about dating. Right. So when you say, you know, because I think this whole point of this podcast is, you know, to direct it at college students. And I think as college students, a lot of us don't really have that. We kind of are just looking at whoever's the cutest person at the bar at the time. So how do you think that the dating habits we develop as college students and as young adults feed into how we kind of go into dating um, after we graduate and once we start kind of looking for a little bit more serious relationships? I just know when I was young (laughs) in college, I definitely was having fun (laughs) and I didn't really think about a lot of consequences because I don't think we, um, you know, consider those things. I think the difference is really... I know we're going to all have sex, you know, people are going to get excited and they're going to go by lust, but I think being, understanding what that comes with, understanding that, hey, if, if that does happen, here are the repercussions. Um, And you may not get a serious relationship out of it because you're basing it on chemistry and hormones. Um, It may turn out, you know, there's still a percentage of people that, you know, hook up for one night and then end up having a long-term relationship um but those are few and far between so if you're looking for something more long-term i think it's about slowing down and really getting to build a friendship and a bond and there's actual chemicals and hormones that get pumped out that help you create that bond i've definitely noticed that um in in college especially we are (laughs) we're very much so focused on that that kind of lust aspect that you're talking about where it's just the instant connection and instant like you know oh we're like we are probably drunk or like on something and 
you're at a party and you find this person attractive. And then I think people do start to confuse that kind of thing with like, you know, lust with love. But how, how do you kind of like take a step back from that if you do want a serious relationship and, you know, not go about it in that way? Because this is what I talked about in my first episode. Like, I don't know how to tell somebody that I like them other than to go about it in the hookup way, because that's the only way that I've kind of known so I end up hooking up with people that I don't like and hooking up with people that I do like because I don't really have any other way to like communicate to them that I'm that I'm into them other than to do that because in college I feel like that's it's almost taboo to ask somebody out or it's a lot harder than to just say come over to my apartment at you know midnight after I've gone to a bar or something so that's something like you were asking earlier like how does that transition to after college right yeah well for me like (laughs) I kept on doing that, and that was my biggest downfall and error and mistake, right? Because um, as I kept on doing that, I got the same result. It never turned into anything meaningful. So the personal development that I had to do on myself is really know my value as a person. That my value isn't just based on sexuality. My value isn't just based on getting somebody, because, you know, we start making this Uh, unconscious definition that love means getting somebody to sleep with you and showing you physical love, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not the same thing as like deep connected love. So when we know our value, we're able to have stronger boundaries. Those boundaries are what helps other people have respect for us and as much as we have respect for our body. So when I met my husband, and he's the first guy. I remember going, all right, um, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to hold myself accountable to this. And this is so hard because he's, like, super cute and I want to jump his bones. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know what, Amy? You, like, always led with, like, lust and then, like, tried to make it into love. And it hasn't worked. So for the first time, like, I was dating multiple guys. And I wasn't having sex with any of them. And I slowed down and said to every single one of them, and surprisingly, this was going against everything I thought was true, but I was like, screw it, I have nothing to lose, right? Um, I told every single one of them, listen, I'm here for the long run. I'm dating multiple people, I'm not having sex with anyone, and I'm, I'm here to find my forever relationship. And if you don't agree with this and you think you want to have sex before a commitment, that's totally fine. I'm probably not the girl you want to date. I'm looking for somebody that is willing to wait until, you know, I'm committed to them and they're committed to me because I get emotionally involved when I sleep with someone. Yeah, And I don't want to set myself up like that. Yeah. I mean, that's basically been the last four years of college for me, I feel like, is uh-huh. that, you know, like I like you said, like, if you want to have sex before a commitment, that's totally fine. I've done that. And, you know, I've hooked up with guys and I don't mind doing that. But I've mixed kind of the, oh, like the just like kind of physical hookup thing with when I meet someone who I actually care for and I see kind of a commitment and I just haven't really valued myself as more than sex. I call it being the chooser rather than being chosen. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us think that we're the chooser, that we um, are choosing relationships, but 
I think our insecurities have people, we choose people that choose us first. Yes. Does that make sense? That is, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's like, you know, you're thinking you're choosing this person, but really you're kind of settling because you're not really into them, but they like you way more than you like them and it feels safe. Yes. But you know deep down inside something isn't going to work. Something does not, isn't right. So you're not really being a chooser. To me, shifting it is knowing your value, knowing that you have um, non-negotiable deal breakers that need to be met, right? This is like, let me explain the non-negotiable method. It's To me, it's like, you know you want a family. You know you want somebody that's, you know, ambitious and, you know, financially stable, like yourself, right? That's maybe your deal breakers. And rather than trying to change someone and fix them so that they can become that, you hold out and you wait and meet people that can actually meet those needs now. Like you date them for who they are, not their potential. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. And I think um, the value piece is when you come from being the chooser, no matter how bad, how, how hot the guy is, how much he says you're amazing, how beautiful yeah. you are, you say, no, wait a minute. It's not about you choosing me. It's me slowing down to make sure you actually have the values that fit my values before I even give you my heart. Yeah, I think these are everything that you have said is things that I think I've experienced, things that I have done you know, when you, when you date, when you're dating people, I feel like, especially nowadays and especially in college, you kind of do settle because there's, you feel like there's no other option. You know, you feel like every guy is going to be just a little bit mean to you and every guy is just going to let you down every once in a while. When in reality, you will find a guy that does not let you down and who goes the extra mile. And if he doesn't go the extra mile, then like, why are you putting in the time? But a lot of us do because we feel like there's not going to be that better one out there. And that's it. That's it. It's literally the flip of the script. And I know it sounds so simple, but it's so hard to do. Yeah. But I struggled for years. I mean, dating, like, I constantly got my heart broken, cheated on. And so there's a lot of, of, of the dysfunction that we know from our own backgrounds of what we see relationships, what we experience relationships um, and as kind of through our influences yeah. of what we see around us. Yeah. And that dictates a lot of our own personal insecurities and, and, you know, false programming, I would call it. So when you flip the script, you're actually creating a new experience and it allows you to say, wait a minute, this may be a story for somebody else. Maybe that was my mom or my dad or a friend. Right. It doesn't need to be mine. Right. And I think we do, we do see that a lot, especially because, you know, when you're in a social bubble like Greek life or, you know, whatever organizations you're part of at school, you see a lot of people going through the same cycles over and over and over again. And so you think that that's the only thing that can happen to you or that because it's yes. happened to you in the past that it's going to happen to you again. Um, in my conversation with my friend Megan, she said, you know, I am afraid that her first boyfriend told her when he broke up with her that he never actually liked her and he just kind of dated her because she was there. And so she's like, I carry that fear over into the next person. And I think, well, what if that happens to me again? And that cycle, she's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to not be afraid of that until 
somebody proves to me that that's not going to happen again, you know? Yes, and that's the, that's the part is that we hang on to so many other people's values, like trying to change ourselves, maybe like feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough. That's why they didn't like me, yeah. right? Yep. Um, and that, for a very long time, that was my script too. But what we have to realize, honestly, is that when we're clear about our own core values, if that person doesn't like you for your genuine, authentic self, they're letting you know that they're not a good fit for you. Yes, 100% it's really agree. not rejection. It's more like, oh, we're just not aligned. Yep. Do you have any general advice for young people who feel like they're stuck in a rut with their romantic life and how to kind of get out of that, you know, any dating advice, any relationship advice at all that you would just give people who feel like they're doing the same thing over and over and over again? Yes, I will give you, this is a simple thing that you can do at home, okay? Because what we don't realize is that every boyfriend, if we're dating a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and it's the same problem with a different face, then there's a pattern, right? Mm -hmm. So we need to write down those negative patterns. We need to become aware of it. Let's say he was a cheater, or he's really charming, but he's also very irresponsible and immature, right? Mm -hmm. Then we've got to flip that script. Again, it's like canceling that out and saying, okay, well, now I know this is a pattern for me. I date guys that are... um, financially irresponsible so I'm gonna look moving forward for a guy that's responsible right and it's that simple and being clear about those things that made you guys break up because if they show up again in a a different person you're going to most likely end the relationship there's no fixing that or trying to change that the best thing to do is look at it and avoid it and find people that actually uh, the opposite behavior the positive behavior make sense yes it does I think it's you know kind of what you're saying at the beginning is trying to recognize and be aware is like the first step and then acting upon you know once you realize the mistakes you're making and the patterns that you have is then going and actively changing it instead of like because I think me and a lot of my friends we know where we're going wrong (laughs) it's just the willingness to change and to make that active you know decision to be like okay I'm gonna make the change and and it's it's you're absolutely right there and it's actually taking risk it's being vulnerable I don't know if you guys listen to Brene Brown she is um an amazing researcher and she knows uh she did a uh research study about vulnerability And vulnerability is not just about dumping your feelings, talking about your emotions, but really having the courage to do something different and taking risks that are healthy to help you move forward. So if you know for a fact this is hurting you over and over again, what is the worst case scenario if you did the opposite action? You actually find somebody that fits your core values and you fall in love. Right. Thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed and for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. You definitely have some some great advice that not only people listening to this need to take, but myself definitely need to take. So thank you for having me. Thank you for sharing your stories. And, you know, this is about helping our, you know, our community out there, the single community really 
take charge of their love life and, and be mindful and find real love that yes. they deserve. Definitely. And everybody deserves it. I used to think that like maybe I wasn't deserving, but you are deserving and do not settle for something less than because you think you deserve it. You deserve more than you could ever imagine. Like if someone's not willing to put in the effort, then Let wait for the person, go. wait for the person who will. Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Dating in College. Feel free to check out my Instagram, Dating in College, for interview outtakes and other content about dating and hooking up as a college student. See you next time. Oh, baby.